everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Kendall. My name is Esther. I'm Leah. And I'm Susan. If you haven't already listened to our first episode where we talked about sexism in general, and when we introduced the first topic, feel free to check it out, especially if you want to learn a better understanding of sexism. Today, in our second episode, we will be talking about sexism in education and in the workforce. So, Kendall, have you had any experiences with sexism in school? Yes. um, Often in gym class, especially, girls tend to be viewed as like physically weaker than the boys, which was something that I noticed. Have you experienced any sexism? I know that dress code is a big thing all throughout the country. And I've seen TikToks where, or on social medias where girls get dress coded for wearing the same thing as boys. They did like an experiment. So I'll sort of describe how it went. So the boy and the girl both wore crop tops, but it wasn't showing any, it wasn't showing a lot of skin. But at the school, the girl unfortunately got dress coded while the boy just carried on with his normal school day. So I thought that was really interesting and unfair because I know that in school, we have a perception of girls who wear tank tops or are showing too much skin. But when boys wear short shorts, they're, you know, perfectly fine and they're in dress code. So that's definitely one that I've noticed a lot throughout middle school and high school. Um, Leah, have you noticed any sexism in your workforce or where you work? I have. Um, Generally speaking, I find that women in my industry get paid less than men do. I think that we often are tasked with working harder, um, meaning that the threshold consideration. So in terms of what type of work product is rewarded, it's a lot harder for women to get rewarded for work than men. Um, And then I think generally speaking, the sexism I see has to do with outside rewards so if there's some sort of event there's a dinner or something along those lines they're less likely to include women which ironically and we could talk about another time I think is sort of backlash with the me too movement so rather than becoming more inclusive I find that women are kind of excluded from things so you know men don't offend them and instead it's deeply offensive and really sexist (laughs) how about you Susan have you had any experiences with sexism in your workforce or maybe in school no I guess as a, as a young woman, you know, like when I was a student in school, um, I, I, I guess I wasn't really as aware of it because uh, roles were so definitive, like what you had to do as a girl and, and how you had to be as a boy. And so, you know, roles were so clearly defined as either boy or, you know, girl in terms of gender was very, you know, gender driven. Um, that I knew I considered things that happened unfair. So like for me, it was unfair that I was expected to take, and I talked about this in the other podcast, I was expected to take, you know, home economics, which is now home and careers. And I wasn't allowed to take shop because, you know, I was a girl and that meant that I wasn't as strong and I couldn't, you know, take care of myself or defend myself. So I didn't realize at the time when I was young that that was really sexism. Um, but I do now looking back, you know, I see that that's exactly what it was. And I think as a teacher in all the years that I taught, 
one of the things that really struck me and, and disturbed me um, in large measure was that I often saw girls in, and again, I talked about this is I often saw young girls and young women retreat in the classroom and not show how smart they were and not show how they could take a leadership position. But more importantly is that there were teachers who unconsciously were calling more on male students than female students, especially in math and science classes, you know, in classes, you know, that were taught by female teachers I think it was a little bit more balanced and it's not a condemnation or an accusation. It's a realization that we need to make sure as, as educators that we call on all students who want to participate and, and not call on the one who's jumping out of their chair, you know, um, or making the most noise or drawing the most attention to themselves. Cause I, I never saw for the most part girls call attention to themselves in classrooms the way you know, the boys did. And that's just, you know, my view of it. So that's, that's kind of my sweeping perspective, you know, of sexism, you know, in, in the school that, that I saw. And there, there are other instances too, but, you know, those are, the, those are the, the ones that mean the most to me. That's a really good point. Another thing I wanted to mention was that when Esther and I were in middle school, there was this presentation called it was about um, an organization called Days for Girls, which was, um, it was, it was like an organization that provided feminine hygiene, feminine hygiene products for um, the less fortunate. And there were a bunch of presentations about it and people were trying to spread the message and um, trying to get people to donate. And something that I noticed that was that the boys wouldn't take it necessarily seriously as well as the girls, even though that, stuff like even though boys might not go through the same thing as women it's important for them to have the same knowledge or to um kind of notice things especially since sexism happens all around the world and in basically every single generation so that's something that really jumped out to me i i just okay i'm sorry i just wanted to mention something you know when you're done Oh, yeah. So definitely, like when me and Kendall were presenting to a class, I did notice that some boys are very uncomfortable with the word period and feminine feminine hygiene products. And just being uncomfortable shows that they're not educated on, you know, they're not really used to terms and what females go through. And I think that I think that just shows like how much more they need to, you know, open their views I mean, open their like heads to education and more knowledge about how like females struggle and but not just like how females struggle, but just like being comfortable with the terms and with the terminology and just with like the subject in general. I think also what's interesting to me, what you're bringing up is that um, outside of not understanding it. Um, and, you know, there needs to be an education there and them not taking it seriously is that I feel like that's acceptable. And I think if the roles were reversed and it was something having to do with boys or men or there, there's plenty of stuff that goes on where I think that, um, as women, we are encouraged to understand and get on board and sort of just accept things as they are. Um, and in this case, we're, we have to accept the fact that there's this really meaningful part of women's lives 
that create that help the circle of life and like that somehow it's it's acceptable that women are ostracized for it or that it's something we should be embarrassed of where it's like hey guys you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that <laughs> so exactly um, <laughs> it's just interesting to me that it's even acceptable that they that they would be permitted to not be educated about it because it truly is something that contributes to you know the continuation of our society you know one of the things that i was going to say is that i was present during some of the presentations for Days for Girls with one of the young women who actually started the program. And I was there when I, I heard boys like giggling and like, you know, making, you know, like kind of like trying to like, you know, make fun of it a little bit. And I, um, I didn't actually want to interfere, but it had gotten to a point where it was very uncomfortable. And I stopped the class and I walked to the front of the class and I introduced myself because um, I was just there as an observer initially. And I just said to them, you know, I hear, I hear that there are boys that are laughing in this room. I said, does anybody need any explanation as to what menstruation is or what it means? And they got like really quiet. And I said, um, if you have a mother or a grandmother or an aunt or sister um, and or any other role that women play, then please be assured that every one of them is either menstruating or they're going to menstruate. I said, so rather than this be uncomfortable, this is a really good time for us to recognize that this is a serious subject. And I, 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 take it that this is making you all very uncomfortable. But you know, if you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. But nothing that we're saying today is funny. And that was the end of, you know, the the silliness, and they were quiet. And you know, I hoped that when, you know, they walked away from the situation that they had a somewhat different understanding of what we were talking about. And the fact that girls could miss months of school because in certain developing countries, when they are menstruating, they're put in huts and they are separated from their families and, you know, they're treated like pariahs. And, you know, with this organization, girls get to go to school every day like boys. And so, you know, I, I, I think this was such an important project and I think it's a really important topic to talk about. Definitely. So for another question, have you heard any sexist remarks or words recently? Leah, do you have anything to say? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think generally speaking, um, you know, something, you know, Susan and I had an interesting discussion lately about the idea that a lot of, um, and I'm, I will admit, like, I'm guilty of it too. I think a lot of verbiage that we use in our society to describe weaker folks or to be derogatory um, happen to be words that are really attached to females, um, which to me is entirely sexist. Um, when we talk about weak or when we use um, not even words that I want to even speak here, to be honest with you, because I just, um, but it's really ingrained in our, in our language to use, to use these words. Um, and I think um, generally speaking, we're not necessarily mindful of the way in which we address, um, like, I think there's overt sexist language, right? There's, there's words that we use that are, like I said, tied to females, um, certain um, curses or certain derogatory words, but really the origin of those words are firmly based and connected to females. 
Um, or you, we have language like, oh, someone froze like a girl, which to me, oh, guys, great, it's a compliment, but clearly it's not intended in that way, right? Um, and then I think you have less overt um, sexist language that's used too, less obvious, but it's still just as damaging or just as powerful, right? So when someone talks about, um, let's say someone talks about a nurse or a profession that we've equated or tied to a particular gender, uh, we always say, oh, what was she like? You know, or on the same accord, if you talk about a doctor, you talk about a certain lawyer, the first inclination is to say, oh, what was he like? Like, would you recommend him? Um, and to me, that's also sexist language. It's less obvious, but it's it's specifically, it's entirely sexist because you're making these sort of sexist gender kind of associations rather than, um, you know, really promoting a sense of equality in the sense that everyone can, you know, everyone can do anything, so to speak. So to me, it falls into a variety of different categories. Yeah, and I, I guess what, you know, what I'm thinking about is, um, you know, Leah and I really did have this conversation because I'd read an article about it. And I was like, you don't read articles, you know, about women who are assertive and um, women who speak up. And you tend to hear like politicians who are women, you know, they laugh too much or, you know, they talk too loud or, you know, the really the messaging is that comes through you know, particularly in politics, is that you need to be well-behaved. You need to be a well-behaved woman who doesn't raise her voice, who doesn't get angry, who doesn't speak her mind, who isn't, you know, assertive, you know, who isn't powerful, who isn't strong, you know, and, and we don't tend to speak of women in our language in terms of positive messaging. Like, describe a woman who's assertive and strong and powerful and well-spoken and, you know, people, you don't really hear that. And I guess my, the question I have is why not? Like, why have we reduced our language to when we refer to girls, like you run like a girl or you throw like a girl or you cry like a girl, you know, why, like, why does that persist? And how, how maybe how do we go about changing it so that, you know, that's not how we refer to girls because throw like a girl, my attitude is, you know, go ahead, try it. You know, it's about being positive and it's about being powerful and it's about being comfortable, being powerful and strong and assertive and outgoing. Exactly. And it doesn't mean we all have to be, but we should recognize that those are good qualities. Yeah. I could definitely relate to that. Um, growing up, I've definitely heard a lot of um, stories or a lot of times people have used the word or the idea of being a woman as an insult which does not really sit right to me. And also there were times where people have said like um, man up or you throw like a girl and things like that doesn't make sense to me because there's so many successful people who are women. So um, Esther, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I totally agree. Especially um, we were, I think for me and Kendall, we're so used to that language. We grew up with, that language being tossed around with, you know, our peers and from even from a very young age, we're just so used to that type of language being thrown around. But at that time, of course, I didn't really view it as, oh, it's sexism. I just viewed it. Oh, why is he saying that I throw like a girl, you know, and sometimes girls don't really understand that it is being a little bit, it is being offensive. And it is um, a phrase that shouldn't be used. 
uh, also like, speaking of like a little set thing for girls and boys separating them I know that colors in I'm taking it back to when we were in elementary school colors was also a big thing on oh boys have blue red um dark green like manly colors while girls have pink purple yellow and at that time I didn't really understand that type of separation but as we're growing older why do we have a such a separation like a like a distinction with a boy and a girl color like why is that a thing till this day I feel even with gender reveals we have oh if it's blue it's a boy if it's a girl it's pink and we're still having that I mean when was it even you know first known to people to do that type of stuff I don't really know but no I think that's a really powerful point Esther and I think that's a lot of you know that ties into a lot of the gender identity issues that exist today um obviously folks struggle with their gender and um I think we like to, I think it's important to be respectful of that struggle and and be respectful of the identity that people have but I also think that there are issues with um the gender roles that we've created and like what that really means. Um, and it's really, it's complicated, but, you know, I find that when we identify those things, like if I were, when I was in school, like I remember, but even now, if I say something like, oh, that's really sexist, right. The response is, um, like, don't be so sensitive or like, don't be, and that's other, that's other language I hear a lot. Like, oh, women, like we didn't tell you this because we knew you'd get emotional. You know, it's like this, (laughs) what, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's complicated, but it's, you know, it's like, even if you identify the sexism that you're seeing, there's a pushback that's really, really challenging to navigate around. Yeah, I I think there is a lot of resistance. Um, Quite a number of years ago, um, I had this group, it was, you know, it was the feminist um, club. And it was a group of really committed girls. And they had decided they wanted to show some videos. So we showed, I think it was Purell. I don't even remember which company did it, but they put on, you know, it was called Throw Like a Girl. And the whole thing was that they they asked kids to like run like a girl and they ran like silly and weird. And then they began to say to them, you know, do you have a sister? Does she run like that? Like, and all of a sudden you saw this like, wow, that wasn't nice at all. Like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, that's, that's not, that's not a cool thing to do. Um, running like a girl is not an insult, you know, and that's, that's really the messaging of it is like this language that we use to insult people. Um, so we use feminine, you know, gender identification stuff. So anyway, it turned out that one of the, one of the teachers, who was a male teacher, um, he sort of like poked fun at it, you know, and um, one of the girls who was in the group was very upset that it wasn't being taken seriously. And I had encouraged her to speak privately with this teacher and she was terrified, terrified. But long story short, she finally did. You know, she had a a one-on-one and she spoke her piece and said, this is, a, this is important messaging and we need everybody to take it seriously. And we need, you know, the boys in, in school and, and all the males to take us seriously. And if we're poking fun like that, then that's not going to happen. And this teacher was wonderful. And, you know, he was a gentle soul and he apologized and, you know, took ownership of it. But it was very, very powerful because 
it was it was powerful because she learned that she could speak up and speak respectfully and kindly um, to an educator and explain how disturbing the, the sexism that was really being demonstrated by making fun of it, how disturbing and hurtful it was. And he was willing to hear it and he was willing to, to apologize and own it and, and move forward with it. And I just think it's really important that we as females that, you know, as young women and as older women, that we speak up to it when sexism is heard, when there, when, when those kinds of statements are made, we hopefully we get braver and we will stand up to it and we will speak up for it because it will not change if we do not talk about it. If we just accept it and it just hurts us, nothing is going to change. That's a great segue into another question. Um, what do you think schools or even workplaces can do better to prevent sexism or differentiation between female and male? Does any, this is an open question, so anyone can answer. Um, I think that one thing, well, one of the first steps um, teachers and employers can do is having uncomfortable conversations, like even ones like these, where people can learn about um, the different perspectives of other people so they can kind of have more knowledge about certain situations, which will hopefully prevent more issues. Right. I, I think, and we talked about this, that you as, as females, as young women, need to hopefully in time find the courage to speak up to situations in school, like in phys ed class, to say, this is not working for us. This is not fair. We all want to be included. Everybody wants to be treated like they matter. And that even if they're not fabulous athletes, that there's a, that, that we can all play. This is fun. This is not competitive sports. And, you know, we as not just, not just as, as females, but we need to have male allies who need to speak to it and to say, this is not how we should be conducting classes. And we need to, we need to see a more balanced approach to, you know, include everybody in, in what we're doing in phys ed class. That, that sort of like comes to mind. What, what about you, Leah? What are you thinking about? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that it's, to me, it's the, the real, um, the real momentum here is going to be sort of a unified message and it can't just be something where, um, women are kind of moving this thing forward. I think we all need to have an understanding as to what the education needs to look like, what the messaging needs to look like, um, and how to approach these things. Because I, I think what's powerful to me is that there's overt sexism, people that know better and are still perpetuating it. And then there's a lot of miseducation, like there's a lot of a lack of education, right? And there's a lot of lack of awareness where people are not I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and they're not intending to be sexist. They're not intending to offend people, but they don't know any better and they need to be educated. And it's like, what does that messaging look like? And how do we communicate in a way that's welcoming and inviting to say like, we think you can do better than this. You know, we think, we think you know better than this, or maybe you don't and we need to talk about it so that you understand. Exactly. I think having conversations is a great way, like everyone said, to have male allies and just come together as a whole and understand each other in a way that can be respectful, even if we have different opinions and different perspectives, just 
coming to a respectful understanding with each other can really help our our schools and also our workplaces in the future. Um, some statistics that we have, just some random statistics that we wanted to throw in here is about four in 10 working women, 42% in the United States say that they have faced discrimination on the job because of their gender. And one in four, oh, one in four working men, working women say that they have less, earned less than a man who was doing the same job. So that goes to show that these are factual. It's out in the world, it's factual, and we have to make a change and a difference for our communities and our schools and our workplaces. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that I would love to, you know, I'm in a different age bracket than, um, than you, Esther and Kendall, and I would really like to see that by the time you enter the workforce in a significant way that you know, maybe it's not eradicated by then. That would be amazing. But maybe it's the gap is smaller, right? So maybe the gap that exists right now between the compensation for men and women, maybe we close the gap a little, um, a little bit more. And, you know, for each generation, we close it and close it until we go, you know, so that, that's kind of my hope. Right. Yeah. Also, kind of adding on to what Esther said before, um, a lot of times people, when they think of sexism, they think it kind of means that um, people are trying to make girls seem superior to boys, but it isn't like that at all. It's kind of just raising awareness or kind of getting to know different people's point of views. So I just wanted to throw that in there too. Yeah. And in response to that, Kendall, um, I remember that was a real issue when I had this feminist club, you know, it was like well, you know, why don't we have like a boys club? And I'm like, the boys club has been going on a really long time, you know, so we need to have this, you know, now what we want to have is this club. And I said to them, feminism, the definition is the radical notion that women are equal or that all people are equal. Forget about it. It's all people are equal. And I think that's why I feel so strongly about this male allies is that we're, if we're all going to be equal, then we need to stand up for each other. And we need to change the language by standing up when we hear sexist language used. And it's not easy to do. It's very hard, especially if you have to go it alone. You know, it's, it's definitely easier when you have people helping you. I think that's what we're going to do here. <laughs> Start these conversations so we can move in the right direction. Exactly. Well, I think that concludes today's episode of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, feel free to message us or email us on Instagram or through our email anytime if you have any questions or if you have any opinions you want to share. We can't wait to see you next time. And thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.